Hey, what's up? <laughs> I am just saying like big stuff today. I didn't even wear a sweatshirt to bed. Well, I wore a sweatshirt a little bit. Anyways, it's warming up a little bit. We have come out of the freeze for a, a second. I don't know if it's coming back. It's like, I don't know. I feel like February really is spring eve. And so to me, it's like we should not be in frigidity anymore. We should be working our way into spring, right? Like it's it's like Christmas Eve. We should be feeling tremors of what life is going to look like when we start to thaw out. And in fact, we've been freezing worse. And so I'm not sure that I can keep claiming that February is spring eve because it certainly doesn't feel like it. Anyways, that's not really what the show is about, but uh, I don't know. It's kind of spring eve and I feel a little bit excited about maybe the world warming back up, but I know everybody's struggling right now. So uh, today's kind of a pep talk. Uh, I don't know if you're ready for that, but if you want to get your face pumped up, then come on in. Let's go for it. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Nuss. Uh, the Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place. And alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and, um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. Hey, uh, so glad that you're here. Today we are talking all about how reality is neutral. And we're breaking down the journey to the acknowledgement of that fact. So let's go ahead and get into it. First, we're going to ground ourselves in our greatness. My great thing was seriously, last night, I woke up at probably 1am. And I, I'm like, I sit straight up. And I rip off my sweatshirt. And I am like, I'm sweating. I can't even, I'm just hot and bothered and not in that way, but like hot. And I rip off my sweatshirt and I throw it on the ground. And I sit with that reality that I just was so hot in my bed that I could take off my sweatshirt. When for the past 
week and a half, sweatshirts were vital for the mere survival of my being, of my body. Um, it's been close to around at nighttime with wind chill. I'd say it's probably been pretty close to like negative 40, including wind chill, um, but definitely negative double digits for the last couple of weeks. And the temperature is going back up. And so last night, it must have went up enough where our heat was like still producing the amount of heat that it needed to in order to keep us living. And even that was still cold. Um, but it didn't have to work so hard because the temperature must be going up. But as I lay back down after I've taken off my sweatshirt, I realized that although I have been living in this state through these winters for almost 33 years now, I feel like I have finally arrived where every winter is getting a little less miserable, a little less cold, right? I've been surviving just with like one blanket, one sweatshirt, and one pair of wolf socks and slippers during the day. I, I, I think... I think I'm starting to adapt. And it feels really amazing to be here. And I would just like everyone to congratulate me. And I hope that all of you are finding your way in adapting to your own climates and environments wherever you live. Uh, it just felt really good to get to that realization that I have arrived here, that you know, I saw a sign the other day at a shop that I was going through and it was a wooden cutout of the state of Iowa. And it just simply said on it, I like it here. And I thought, huh, that's such a simple way of, of saying that. And, you know, I feel like not only the climate adaptation you know, we searched early on in this journey, we searched for a long time for where we were supposed to belong. So we felt like it was an ever-moving target. Is it just not here? Are we just not in the right environment? Do we need a new surroundings? Do we need to move? And, you know, we fought with that. We traveled, we went and explored new places. We uh, looked at houses, we looked at job opportunities, we sought out maybe what we thought was going to be the thing. And through all of that, we begin to realize that the things that we want to do include our family, include our children being raised around their family. That's very important to us. And so it will be built here intentionally. And anything that we want to do is possible no matter where we are. And Maybe, just maybe, <laughs> it takes us doing it in order for the people around us to see that it can be done to raise up to that height. Maybe we are the ones who are supposed to heal that generational kind of trauma that has held all of us back. And, you know, I think we've adapted to the climate. And we may be.
be staying here. Now I could say all of that and we could move tomorrow. Um, but for right now, for the foreseeable future, this is where things will be built. Right here, right here in small town Iowa, you are all welcome to enjoy the climate and the journey. And, you know, I think it takes embracing that there are people there. There are people anywhere you are. Uh, you may just have to be the one who rewrites and recreates what it looks like, but you can adapt and find the climate that you need wherever you are, if moving isn't a possibility. And for us, it just, it wasn't a possibility when you think about what we are trying to build, when we think about how much we lean on and appreciate and enjoy our families growing up close together. And if we have that opportunity, we want to stay and, and build around that and, and take part in that life and enjoying and building life with those people. So more to come on that. I'm just saying, like, I woke up, I think I've officially adapted, uh, and I woke up hot and we may actually get above zero over the next couple of days. And that's very exciting. And I know, um, different places in the world right now, definitely in the United States right now, we're just experiencing all kinds of weather and havoc and craziness. And I just want to say, like, hang in there and we see you. And I, I don't know how we make it past all of the craziness that's happened just within the last year and a half. Um, but somewhere within the crazy, somewhere within the madness, we find ways to rise up and rise up again. And I think we come back stronger from this. If this ever subsides, I mean, for goodness sakes, can we take more madness? I don't know. That just seemed like a challenge. And I apologize to the karma of the world. I'm sorry. I didn't even mean to say it. I take it back. I take it back. Okay. That's my great thing. Woke up hot feeling acclimated to this climate for the first time in 32 years and feeling quite good about that. Okay, go ahead. Take time. Ground yourself in your own greatness. This very practice ups your frequency, ups the environment in which you live, breathe, and work. Go do it. Okay. <laughs> Today we were talking about how reality is neutral. And this is so important because it shifts you from this place where it seems like it isn't, right? Where it seems like maybe reality is stacked against you or reality is stacked for you. And we're going to break that down because this is a pretty novel concept. So I spent 23 of my years, 23 of my golden years, of my life waiting for someone to point me in the direction that my life was supposed to go. I could, I could see, right? I could always see. I always had a vision for this bigness, for, for, for something that I was supposed to build, for, for this lifestyle that I could see when I closed my eyes. I could see it perfectly. And real early on, talk about the age of seven, I was told that I couldn't 
really decide. And that moment drastically shaped, right, my ability to dream for myself. And so at that point, I just start letting other people shape it. And I think the crazier thing is I always had a vision for the kind of life that I was being told I deserved for the kind of person that I would show up in this world as I had that so early on. Imagination was really never the issue, right? Limits became the issue. The reality that I was sort of promised became the issue. And I I could always see it. I was just, I had sort of handed over my key so early on in life. And I think today I really want to break that down for you. Shaping your life takes your input. If you are sitting there right now and you're like, you know what, I think maybe this next promotion or you go into an interview and you're like, well, what does this position make? I want you today, every day from here on out to know and start shaping your reality because reality is neutral. And if you can't think it into existence, it is not going to exist. And that's why it's so important that you begin showing up and saying what you want. What amount of money do you want? What house do you envision yourself living in? Where do you envision yourself living? What do you want to do? Do you want to travel? Do you want to... Uh, study abroad? Do you want to become a doctor? Do you want to become a doctor who podcasts, who is a reality star? Do you want to be all of these things? The fact that reality is neutral, the fact that law of attraction really exists, the fact that you can set the vibration means that anything that you want is possible. And so many times, We tend to take the approach that I took for the last 23 years. Yay, go me. So glad that I could ride this road out for all of us so that we could stop riding that road. And I think that we all get a little bit confused. And I don't think that it's our fault. Okay. We're sort of shaped and brought up in this world where we kind of all get duped, right? And I realized this earlier on that I like to acknowledge, but I sort of went through life and I was like, oh, mm, those people, they have it figured out. They have some sort of answer, some sort of key code that I just didn't get that I will never get, but they have it figured out. They've put in the years. They know better. And then I started interacting with people and I even got to sit at tables with people who I really believed had it figured out. And I realized they don't know either. They don't know either, right? And the people who are winning a lot of times were just the ones that would throw something. And because of their willingness to throw something and throw many somethings, not just one, not just singular, right? 
they had the law of average going in their favor. And so the bold, the ones who are willing to think, the ones who are willing to put themselves out there generally win, right? The ones who generally lose are the ones who are too scared to throw anything or throw one thing and fail and then back all the way down because they're convinced that the people who got up to the top never failed to get there. No, they just failed more, right? They just tried more, learned more, and kept going. And so, you know, when we're brought in to think that there are these people who have things figured out that we don't, that we never will, and that sounds a lot like I don't know how to adult, neither does anybody else. And so when we really start to consider that, the people who are winning are just the ones who have realized this, who have realized that reality is really neutral and their ability to shape it just comes from their ability to imagine it and then start walking in their imagination towards that, even if there's no proof, right? And they begin to acknowledge that they, in fact, hold the key. And today, I want you to acknowledge that you hold the key and you have held it the entire time. Like, I have always held the key to what I could see for my life. I just threw it out when I was seven. I was like, oh, what? What did you say, um, kindergarten teacher? I don't know who it was, so I do not want to post that on her. What did you say? Can't remember. Human, like, it's just like a Charlie Brown voice. I can't even see them. They're blurred out, and I can't even hear it. What did you say? Oh, I... I can't decide what I want to do with my life. Oh, okay. Shoot. Fine. I'll just hang out. Just hang out till somebody tells me. Okay, I can do that. Third grade, somebody tells me that I'm tall and I'm like, oh, what? I am? Okay, cool. I'm tall. Boom. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be tall. I'm going to be a basketball star. I'm going to be whatever comes along with tallness. If someone acknowledges that I can be tall, that I have this gift that other people don't, then that's what I'm going to do. I get it. And I didn't all the way take my key back because it was still acknowledging, right, that someone else had decided this for me. And even though someone had decided it for me, I still was like, oh, well, I see how that plays into the vision that I can see for my life, for the things that I can imagine for my life. I see how that plays out. Perfect. Let's go with this. And I rode that out for a while. And guess what? It didn't play out. Not because I wasn't working hard enough. Because I didn't really decide it right? I let other people decide it. I let them have the vision for what this would become. I let them decide. And then when it didn't work out, and I remember exactly where I was standing and I remember the exact moment. In fact, that's where the book will start. That exact moment when I realized that that's not going to happen, I just start sinking back and start realizing that I don't really have the key Someone else is going to have to tell me where I go from here. And then there are moments where I kind of champion back and I decide that I want X or Y. And then I take that path 
But every moment I was still waiting for the next person to acknowledge the next piece of the puzzle for me. And I remember sitting in interviews and being like, well, how much does it make? Well, how much does this pay? Well, is this what you think I should do? <laughs> do not mind that sneeze. <laughs> is this what you want me to do? Is this what you think I am capable of? Do you find worth in me, in this position? Am I someone you see worth in? And how often do we do that, right? How often do we sit at tables that we have earned our seat in and still ask if we're worthy. You are beyond worthy. You are beyond worthy of every seat that you want. Today, I want you to start deciding if that's a seat you even want. Stop letting people decide your seat. Do you want it? Do you want to be there? Do you want to be making that amount of money? Or do you want to be making this amount of money? Do you want to live in this house? Or do you want to live in that house? Do you want to rent an apartment? Or, or do you want to buy a condo? Do you want to rent forever? Do you want to travel and live everywhere? Do you want... I don't know what you want, for goodness sakes. But I will say today, start acknowledging that you are the key. That shaping your life takes your input, no one else's, no one else's. You have to completely take back everything that anyone has said, right? Because a lot of times people aren't really speaking for you. And, and that gets a little bit crazy because it's like, no, people love me and, and they want the best for me. A lot of times people are speaking for you out of their own fears a lot of times people are speaking for you as it benefits them. And I think that one's really challenging, especially in the workplace, because it can seem like, right, they're mentoring you and they want the best for you. And, and sometimes they do. But really think about that. Is that someone who benefits from bringing people like you to the table? Is that someone who benefits from you maybe speaking louder than them so they don't seem like the person who does that all the time, who has to be so obnoxious, right? Like what bullets are you taking for them potentially being the person that you are? And I think we like to think that people have our, their best intention for us, but they don't. Because they don't know what your intentions are. And even if you laid them all out for them, it would actually probably hurt you worse than help you. Sorry. I mean, the world is a beautiful place and there are beautiful people. But I think any time that you hand over the key to someone, they control your life. Absolutely. And so... Let's start taking that back. What does taking the key back look like for you? And I think for me, the biggest thing was, it looks like me aligning with the things that I can see when I close my eyes, me aligning with those things. Not just sitting back here and going, well, 
I can see what it's supposed to look like, and I hope that someone points me in the right direction. Boy, life is cool like that, isn't it? And it it absolutely is. Like, no question. You will attract the things. Like, I would have gotten there no matter what. I don't know that I would have gotten there on the path that I was on because of the vibration of person that I was putting out into the world, right? And that's been the most difficult work was changing and becoming a whole different vibrational being, you know, completely shifting my energy from what it was before and only allowing myself to really participate with people who could match that energy helped me to be a better person, right? Because I could see my own reflection more often. And over time, the other people have come around. But I had to kind of set sail down that path first and continue showing up consistently as that person, as someone who doesn't participate in negative vibration energies such as gossip or bad talk or blah, 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 fill in the blank, right? And because of this idea, right, because of the idea that reality is how you shape it, you have to be the one that unlocks the doors that you walk through. You can't allow someone to unlock it for you. You can't, right? And why? Why can't you? Because if someone unlocks it for you, and yes, people are going to have to guide you and people are going to help you and you're going to find mentors, but you have to be the one that steers this. You have to be the one that sits down and writes what it looks like so that you can create that reality. So those people come along, come into your life, help guide you, but they are not the one unlocking it, right? They can lead you to the door. That's what they're for. And then you have to be the one that opens it. You have to be the one that steps into your power here and walks into the life that you want to create for yourself. No one else can do that for you. Those people do not get there. The Beyonce's of the world, right? (laughs) The Jay-Z's, the uh, Lady Gaga's, all of those people, they don't get there following someone else's guide. You can't create anything new and beautiful and, and delightful that hasn't existed before, you know? And like your life hasn't existed before period. Even if you want to follow and you want to be a nurse and that very much is is your vision, there's no one that can copy that. Your way of getting there is going to look completely different from anyone else's. And that's why you have to acknowledge that you hold the key and that you have had the key the whole time. You may have put the key in your back pocket, but you've been able to see it. How would you be where you are right now if you couldn't see what your future looks like? Right? Everything that you have right now, you had to think of first. Right? You had to think it into existence. Reality is neutral. 
you hold the key. Anything that you are willing to think and match, you can create. You can create any reality you want. Are you willing to take your key back? Are you willing to stand here listening to this and decide today that you hold the key? In fact, you have held the key the entire time and you want control. You are no longer sitting in meetings and letting someone decide for you. You are no longer sitting in an interview and letting someone decide what your fate will be. If it does not match with what you want, you walk away because what you want exists as long as you continue pursuing it. If you give up before, then you aren't going to get there. Keep going. No, the things that are meant for you will not go away. The things that are meant for you will find you. They absolutely will. Are you willing to be patient enough to receive those things? Are you willing to sit down today after you listen to this because you have now acknowledged that you want the key back to your life, that you want to be the one that decides that reality is in fact neutral and so you get to decide what it is for you? Are you willing to sit down and say what those things are? Are you willing to sit down consistently and think about what those things are and think and bring them into existence? And then if you can just sit down and write them, you can begin to create a frequency that begins to be matched. You are not going to create the things you want if you are not, in fact, willing to say what they are, right? I could imagine the world, the life that I wanted for myself, but I thought people were going to tell me how I was supposed to get there. And so I would have spent another 23 years waiting and eventually I would have gotten to 50 and I would have said at 50 well that wasn't really worth the wait (laughs) I didn't get there I missed out or I got there but I'm still not happy what did I miss where did I go wrong And then I have to recreate and rebuild my entire life because there was something that I was set to do. There was a gift that I was built to bring into this world. There was a bigness that was meant for me that I really didn't acknowledge until I finally realized that everybody was making it up anyway. So why didn't I just make my own thing up? What the heck? Right? It's no wonder that people get into their 50s and 60s and 70s and then they start their businesses and they become billionaires overnight, right? Because at that point, you realize that you held the key the whole time and you realize how short of time you have left. And so you work harder, you grind harder, you push faster, right? You aren't willing to be patient anymore. Right now, if you're sitting anywhere close to my age, if you're sitting anywhere close to 40 or 50, you have time to bring it to life, 
to see this all the way through to start acknowledging that you have the key and that you can in fact take the key back and that you can in fact impact your reality. Sit down, write it down. What does it look like? When you close your eyes, what do you see? And then write the things down that it's going to take to get there. What are those things? Who are you? What do you do? And then embody that as much as you can without going completely broke. I mean, I can't buy a private jet, so let's just chill, right? Take your key back. You have held the key the whole time. Reality is neutral. Go create the reality you want. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at The Death of a Dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Ness on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website if you feel like it. There are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast, um, and you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me. Let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.